There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ay, por favor, with Alexia Napola and Marisol Patton, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hi, mi amiga. Hi, you look spiffy with your, you always look so smart when you wear those glasses. Well, is that the only time I look smart? I have to wear glasses to look smart? You actually do look smarter with glasses. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. everybody does. Yeah. What about sexier? I feel like sexier too. You look, yeah, like slutty. Mm. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Talking about slutty, do you have any costumes ready for Halloween? Any oh, slutty God. costumes? <laughs> first of all, I bloody, first of all, I hate Halloween. Oh my God, me too. Qué horror. I've never liked Halloween. Is that weird? Does that make us weird? Because I feel like so many people love Halloween. I like Halloween decorations, but I never really liked dressing up. I don't like the decorations either. Tampoco. I like a, I like a pumpkin. But not like a creepy oh, pumpkin. So pretty. No, no, I like, like everything clean pretty one. in Halloween. Yes. And now yeah. that makes pretty things, white or silver, or even like that. black and white. Yeah, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, bedazzled. Anything, yes. anything and pretty. like that. Yeah. <laughs> Pero todo my, lindo, nada feo. I don't like those scary costumes or anything like that. Well, as a kid, I always wanted to wear a scary costume. I always wanted to be a witch and wear the pointed hat because that was the cool costume people wore in the 70s when I was little. Really? And uh, my mother wouldn't let me. I always had to be a ballerina yeah. or some kind of I wanted to be a dancer. clown. And that was like spooky. Yeah. Tampoco me dejaban ese payaso oh. because I was like, you know, spooky and scary. 
Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't. So I always hated Halloween because I had to wear something I hated every time. And I just, you know, I grew up with this like, no, no, I hate Halloween. I don't want to wear anything. I have a huge aversion to it. Well, you could do that, too. If you go to some people's parties here in Miami, just wear nothing. Uh, And you'll fit right in. (laughs) Halloween's an excuse to be just like a slutty. Yeah, every year, every year. So we won't be talking about Halloween good. I mean, it is the beginning of fall and it is October. And that's one of the things that people do think about Halloween. But because Marisol and I are not such a fan and we don't like it, we're not going to talk about it. We're not talking about it. (laughs) Whatever we just said, erase it. It didn't happen because we're not talking about it. Right. Well, we have all month, you know, it's at the end of the month. So we may change our minds. But um, we can't talk about fall. Let's talk about fall and how pretty it is in so many states. Not as pretty in Miami. Not here. (laughs) Because it doesn't exist. Um, it's still raining here in Miami, by the way. Can we talk about La Tormenta this morning? Uh, hello, my cabana was inside the pool. William just fished it out. The entire cabana no went into way. the pool from the wind and the rain. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, we have had those situations here, too. I mean, you know, I live on the 52nd floor, so we've had a few things fly away from a balcony oh, because you never God. know. It's like sometimes it's just rain and then other times it's like a storm. And that's what happened this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, the sun's coming out and it is fall and I feel like it's getting a little cooler. Um, I, I haven't felt anything cool outside yet. Except yourself. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> no, but hopefully it will get. It does get cool. cooler when I walk out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what are your favorite things about the fall in Miami? Like, let's call it our fall, right? Our fall. So that one day of the year when maybe it dips to 65, I get really excited because my hair looks good. Yeah, and I can well, that's put on... already winter. That's like officially yeah. winter for us. <laughs> yeah. And that comes maybe twice a year. It'll maybe we get one day, you know, in like 2022 this year. And then we'll get one day next year, 2023. Sure. Usually January. Like yes. And we all want to wear it. our boots, our leather yeah. jackets, our fur. I mean, oh if my we God. can, of course, yeah. if it just like dips way below or at night, for sure, we're throwing on the fur. Yeah. Um, and you know me, I wear a turtleneck all year long with or without winter. <laughs> <laughs> Love that is true. But because I'm wore so one to fashion, dinner the other I will wear it during. Really? You're already you're already wearing your turtleneck. What's true? You it wear was it all year round. round. <laughs> it was hot out, but I didn't Pasate care. Calor, look- mi amiga. It looks so good. I had to wear it. And Steve was like, it looks good. Wear it. <laughs> oh, he's so cute, Boo Bear. <laughs> well, first of all, I want to welcome back all of our listeners. And I want to remind you how we are now in Amazon Music. I like it. You like it, right? Everything Jeff Bezos. We're everywhere. Oh, that's another topic we should talk about because he's dating a Latina, Lauren Sanchez. So maybe yeah. in, our, in, our, um, in our next podcast, we can touch upon We're that. We're going to break that down. Mm-hmm. It, I find it quite fascinating, the whole thing. So do I. <laughs> I think a lot of people too. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We yeah. haven't talked about that, right? Yeah. We have a lot no. to say about that. So we yes, sure thank do. you, Jeff. And yes, now you can listen to I Por Favor on Amazon Music. As an actor, a producer... And a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey, everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks 
for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tudor Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tudor shows wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. This is Neil Strauss 
host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of frisky weather, because winter makes me frisky. It does. Don't you feel a little more picada when it's chilly out? It's just like a whole different vibe, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that the fashion, you know, and just like the whole the time of year, kind of like it smells different. It feels mm. different. And The um, smell. Does it make you horny? Well, I'm always <laughs> horny. It just has nothing to do with the time the of the sm- year. Or the smell in the air. Right. <laughs> like, or um, the weather. But, no, but you know, I know you I like a hotel like- room. Yeah, of course. And by the way, a hotel in other places like New York City is even mm-hmm. like sexier and hotter. But I feel like when it's fall and the seasons start to change, it's kind of like tiene que cambiar de, de ambiente, tiene que cambiar de marido, tiene que cambiar de novia. Marido! Like right. Ah. Well, I mean, I meant marido, like not husband, but like kind of whoever like you're you're dating. I feel Whoever's like holding in, don't they? <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know what? The summer's over. You had your summer fling and now we're moving mm-hmm. into the fall and then now yeah. we're like, you know, we're, we're looking like, people like to, I think, be in relationships like for mm-hmm. the holidays. So yeah. the holidays are coming up. Yeah. You, know, you want that present. We're not going to talk about, but Thanksgiving and Christmas. So I think it's a time of the year that people are earning, you know, to be in a relationship. Yeah. And, yeah, and you don't want to be alone during the holidays. Yeah. And you want to get that, your present. You want a New Year's Day. You all of Yeah. That. You want to have somebody to go to the parties with and drink mm-hmm. with and have fun with. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I felt like um, we already have some people that are trying to do that this weekend. I saw that Kim Kardashian and Tom Brady were flirting at, at an event, at a gala. Otra vez. Eso Otra no. vez. Eso, yes. eso quiere, ese huevo quiere sal. Who yes. do you think wants it more, her or him? You know what? I think that she publicly wants it more. I think she really, really wants it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she likes to be relevant and she needs mm-hmm. it. She knows that that's going to be a good piece of like news. Yeah. And um, so I think that she wants it. And I feel like he secretly wants it. I feel like he might be a little bit ashamed because people really wouldn't think that he would date her. Yeah, but I yeah, feel like he yeah, secretly yeah. wants it. At least he wants to bang her. You know what I mean? At least he just wants to like do it and say, I did it. You know? He wants to I don't tap think he's looking that. For- exactly. It's so meaningful. He wants to tap that ass. He's like, everyone else has tapped it. It's my turn. Exactly. But you know what? How- why does that make it even, I don't know. Like if I were a guy, I don't know that I would want that. Like so many people have had it. Or I whatever. agree with you. I think we she wants it more than thing. he does. He does. She does. And I think she wants it for like the wrong reasons. I think that, for example, like nobody's really talking about her now and her dating scene. I mean, we're always going to talk about her because, you know, professionally, you know, she does. She's always relevant. And especially now with all her lines and all that. 
But as far as her personal life, I think she needs a new guy. And I think it's like the perfect time. So they were flirting and um, they bid on an auction item on a painting and it went up to $2 million. Well, she could afford it and so can he. And so can he, right? So it was like, so it's the bid stopped there. And the artist said that he would, you know, make another painting since there was only one for her. Did he get four million? He made another one. Did she pay two million for that one too? Yes. 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 So Michael Rubin is his auction, and um, he he raised twenty four million dollars. What what did he raise it for? Was it a charity? Was it for his pocket? Yes, it's a charity. It's actually a very controversial charity. Oh, what is it? Reform Alliance. Mm -hmm. It raises money to help people with um, criminals. I want to say with the past that have been convicted for the wrong reasons or maybe for the right reasons, but it actually, they raises money to help them in their legal defense. Oh, well, well she's so, all about that. Yeah. Well, she is, but it's a very controversial because people are saying that, you know, there's so much money that we raise, you know, there's so many other areas that are so needed, you know, as far as the money goes and that we're raising all this money to help criminals get out of jail. Well, so I, I don't know enough yeah. about the charity. Yeah. Yeah. But I know that it raised $24 million because uh-huh. there were so many big heavy hitters. There was so much money. Uh-huh. Like you should see the auction items. They were starting mm-hmm. like at a million dollars. Wow. Half a million, a million, two million. Well, they raised a grand total of $24 million. And obviously, I mean, you know, every charity has a purpose. I mean, all the A-listers were there. All, mm-hmm. you know, all the, the celebrities were there. And, um, and they raised all this money. But again, I mean, they both love attention. You know, people were questioning why was Tom Brady there? Because uh, it was really supposedly like not his crowd. But, you know, he was there and so was Kim. And they were raising, they were flirting. So I won't be surprised if we read about it in the next couple of weeks that they're hooking up. Because you know how that is. It all starts with the flirting. And then we'll be reading about them. You know, Kim's just all over the place because she was in Paris Fashion Week. Do you oh want to talk God. about that? We were talking about that. Yeah, yeah. I was just telling you earlier that she and um, Anna Wintour just like totally, I don't know who snubbed who, but they both ignored each other. So something something dirty's going down there between those two. I saw the video. Do you think Anna didn't like what Kim was wearing? I don't know. Maybe Kim I mean, offended she, Anna. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You know that Anna was well, like her you, te- yeah, super right. conservative. Yeah. Well, so her maybe Kim were, showed up with all her boobs out, and Anna well, she was like, did. Oh, no, please do not sit next to me because I am she embarrassed. She showed up with she showed up with her dress cut down to her navel, and and Anna was like in a turtleneck. Of course, <laughs> but I, it's something from before. You could tell I, she does. She doesn't yeah. care what the, anybody wears. So she walks in, and Anna has her arms crossed. She's in front row, sitting in her arms crossed, and there's somebody next to her, and then Kim sits right next to her, but doesn't even look at her. They totally snubbed each other. And I thought, <laughs> ¿Qué pasó allí? ¿Qué pasó allí? Bueno, yeah. we'll see if she gets inv- invited back to the Met Gala or not. If she doesn't, then we know that there's something oh, may- going oh, on. Oh, maybe it's about the whole Met Gala thing. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. We need to do some further investigations, bro, to get to the bottom uh, of this. Uh, you, can, you can do that one. I'm more interested <laughs> in Kim and Tom. And you can look up um, what's going on with Anna and Kim. Soon to be revealed. I'm going to make some calls with my fashion people in New York City. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. And so speaking of love is in the air, <laughs> not. Uh, I saw another photo of Jen and J-Lo and Ben. Yes. J-Lo and Nobody Ben. Nobody fighting again in the car. Well, she just kind of looked really miserable. And her bone structure looks really good when she's pissed. It was all oh, chiseled. Yeah. 
Yeah, from the side. She looked, was I she doing from this, the side. Like, she was doing this like. Yeah, it was just like that, Alexia. Just like that. She yeah. sucked in, jawbone mm-hmm. out. Looked like she hadn't like, eaten in right? weeks. What is it? And you know, he, I don't know. Like these two always wait till they get inside the car to fight. Like, I don't, has I that ever happened to you? Do you fight in the car? Like with, with never. Boo Bear? I never fight Boo with Bear and I don't even fight. We never fight. Thank God, because well, I've done true. plenty of fighting in my life. <laughs> right. Certainly. Well, I mean, I get it. You know, the thing is, like, sometimes, you know, they could have been arguing about anything. She could have been saying, oh, yeah, go this way. And he could be going that way. Oh, yeah. You know, because at least I'm that kind of a driver. I'm like in the, in the passenger I, seat. And I'm telling Todd where to go. So, mm-hmm. you know, it could have been just about traffic or like, I don't want to go there now or we're late or hurry up. It could have been just anything silly. But these two can't catch a break. It's like siempre lo cogen fighting well, in the car. What I want to yes. know is... Why don't they have a driver? And why are they driving with the windows down all the time? Oh, Ben, because he smokes cigarettes probably. And because he's like anxious. So, you know, like, you know, he's like old school. She's making see. him anxious. You know, like the land people <laughs> que la ventana and they stick yeah. out their hand. You know, yeah. here in Miami, we see that a lot. <laughs> I know, but, you know, they kind of have options. <laughs> Listen, if I were them, it's probably Ben, because I'm sure J-Lo loves a, a driver. It's probably him because, you know, he's more like... That guy. He's the man. He wants to drive. Uh, right. Here's but what I'm how, thinking. how ironic what? is the fact that when he was in the car with Jen, his ex-wife, mm. he was laughing. He was like happy and he's like all smiles and he's like loving, dubbing and hugging. And then he gets mm-hmm. in the car with J-Lo and then all he does is fight. Well, it can't be good at home either. I mean, if they're if they're fighting in the car, it's because they're fighting at home and they're fighting everywhere. And they just don't know when to stop. Tu crees, mi amiga. I think so. I think so. And that's okay. You know, she tries. She gets, she falls in love. She thinks it's going to work. I've done that. We've all been guilty of just falling in love really quickly and thinking it's going to no, work. But you know and what? There's it, couples that bicker a lot. And that doesn't mean that they're not going to last and so they don't love toxic. each other. I mean, sometimes that's all hasta el amor. You know, I say that, yeah, like, you know, the, the constant it. fighting, fighting. But, you know, at the same time, there's couples that don't fight at all. And that's not healthy either. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of couples like Sawantang or they bite their tongue or they look the other way and they never really get out what they want to say. So, you know, both extremes are bad. But I just feel bad for them because there's always somebody there watching, taking that picture. And that's that's all, you know. I mean, at this point, they should know to have tinted windows and keep the windows up. Yeah, at we're going to have to, yeah, we're going to have to send them a note and say, guys, you, you need to stop Pull doing together. this. Not that they Hello. care. So Not nobody they 101. Care. <laughs> right. Well, but you know what? I love that they don't care. I love that they don't care. You know, they go to the awards show and, you know, they just can't hide it. They're like real. You know, if he's upset, you're going to see it in his face. If she's upset, you're going to see it in her face. You know, they're not even trying to like cover it up. I don't get it. I mean, like I said before, I've said it before and I'll say it again. He's an actor. He knows how to fake it. She should know how to fake it by now. Well, in the real life, it's really hard to fake it. And you know that because we're not a reality show. So at least for me. How many husbands do you think she's going to have? As many as she wants. Right. I I feel like I see the number, like two more. After him, she's going to have like two more. Do you agree? Yeah. How many would that be in total? Maybe like six or seven. I think it's like six or seven. Six, I think, six or seven. Yeah, yeah, I think Ben is like her fourth. So, yeah, I mean, she's still young enough. And I know how, how much she loves to be in love and be with a man. So, yeah, mm-hmm. if it doesn't work out with Ben, it'll be next. I mean, that's Next. How. Maybe it's going to be Tom Brady. I know. You never know. <laughs> but, nah, no say. I kind of liked him with Irina Shank or Shake. What is her name? But what's wrong with these people? They can't even keep a relationship. It's like they go from one to the other and... 
they go back and forth. Well, you know how that is. It's like regular people dating. You go on a few days, you realize you don't like the person. Just because someone's hot doesn't mean that you click mentally. You know, oh, they have that's to for try sure. too. And then everyone's that's following sure. them. That leaps, I just feel you know. that they have so many options that it's like so easy for them that it's mm-hmm. like, you know, they all move in the same circle. It's kind of like what you said. It's kind of like real real life that happens as well, but people don't know about it publicly. Mm-hmm. And with them, they can't move without everyone finding Everybody out knowing. their personal yep. business. Right. Just like Taylor Swift. I mean, I know mm-hmm. we've been talking about this, but Taylor Swift is like revolutionizing football because oh she's such a big star <laughs> that um, she's like all over the football, all over the football games. And I think that the football people must be the football viewers that are really watching for football are probably pissed off because it's really it's really taking away from the game, I believe. And everything is about her, like even on halftime or like when there's a commercial, like everything goes back to her and all her celebrity friends. I mean, I happen to love her and all her celebrity friends. I'm, so I'm good I'm with watching it. her. I'd rather I'm watch her it. than football. Yeah. Yeah, well, but, I actually, you know I'm, I'm, I'm loving every minute of it. I'm loving seeing all the people hanging out together. Yeah, I mean, I love seeing together. her with her outfits. I actually have her bag. So I was like, oh, my God, I have that bag. I just got it in Paris. So mm-hmm. anyways, so that's cool. But I can imagine that like the real football lovers and fans are a little bit pissed off about this because they're really making it about her. And I think taking away a little bit about football. Lucky for her, the Kansas City Chiefs are, are a great team. So if he loses, they're not going to blame her because you know how that is. I mean, there are mm-hmm. some times that this happens when it's like two celebrities going out. And I they think start he's playing games. better now. No, he's, he's playing about the same. I mean, they win every he single game. So, mm-hmm. But if they would have lost last night, for example, against the Jets, they would have blamed her. Because, you know, the first time you go, it's fun. Oh, my God, Taylor Swift is here. Like, that's amazing, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, like if she starts coming to every game, it's kind of like it takes away from like the fun and you know, and the newness of that and the excitement. But, they should um, have her do the uh, Super Bowl halftime show now that she's so into football. I know mm, they already I don't know. picked I somebody I think Jay-Z else. controls that. I don't know who controls that, but I don't Jay-Z know Jay-Z controls her. it? You don't say. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying. No I, don't know. I don't know too much. Of- no <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get a million DMs telling us who runs that shit. <laughs> no, I mean, those things are planned from before and Jay-Z. nobody was planning that Travis Kelsey was going to be um, dating um, Taylor. But Taylor we don't Swift. even know that they're really dating. I feel like it's kind of a little bit of a publicity bro, bro, thing. Bro, 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 Oi, bro, bro, bro. She's bro. not going to be going to all these games if she's not dating the guy or has some kind of interest. No, it's been I confirmed th- that they are dating. I want to see a makeout. I feel like they're just buddies. Makeout. Look at some pictures. She's like all over him. You can tell that, they, they, that they have something going on. Do you have something? Show me. Ye- I haven't seen any. Yeah, just look it up so you can see. You can see like by their body language and how excited, you know, she gets when, you know, when they score and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, they're they're not going to come out and say it publicly, but the fact that she's there and she's been there to every game and they've seen them like going out after the game mm-hmm. is um is already but the question mm-hmm. is how long mm-hmm. will they last? Mm-hmm. And do you see a future in them? Because I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, she goes like through it. her guys. I like I would love it. Very Americana. The whole thing's very it Americana. Is Americana. I would love it. It's true. Yeah. I feel like that yeah. would be like a good thing. Mm-hmm. Cute. It would be cute. Like, I, I would feel good about that. Yeah. I wonder how they feel. <laughs> I mean, everyone's <laughs> watching, right? I wonder how they feel. Because I think everybody's rooting for them because everybody likes him and everybody likes her. So it's like a yeah. good, you know, it's a good, you know, powerful, young couple mm-hmm. 
both mm-hmm. super successful. So like they get each other and like you they said, get, you know, very they get American. The bro stamp of approval. We stamp yeah. that approval. Go Taylor. Go Travis. <laughs> we like them. Taylor Kelsey. Would she change her last name? So it'd be Taylor Kelsey. Oh my God, that's right. And Travis Kelsey. What about um Travis Swift? Swift. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah they both have like catchy names that would be funny yeah it's cute i think it's cute i think they're cute she needs to get married already how old is she they're 33 they're both 33 i feel Look, like he they're looks both a lot the older. age of christ i love it yes mm-hmm. yeah it's we good. need to have a swifty they should have um what would their babies be not swifties we have to like incorporate his name as well quifties oh wait that's yes, not no, no, it does. It. It's yeah, it's not good. <laughs> anyway, moving right along to kids. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, Mick Jagger's five hundred million dollar fortune is not going to be left to his kids. Mm-hmm. Mick Jagger may be swimming in his millions thanks to Rolling Stone, but he most likely won't be sharing his wealth with his eight kids. He had eight kids. Oh my! God. I bought I bought is right. The 80-year-old musician hinted to the Wall Street Journal in a recent profile that he doesn't want to sell the band's post-1971 music inventory. Jagger teased that the money should go to charity instead of his offspring. The children don't need $500 million to live well. Come on, he joked to the, re- to the publication. He went on, you may do some good in the world. Um, hmm. Okay. So, so wait, what do you think about that? So uh-huh. he's, he, the, the music collection is worth 500 million. He's worth separately, obviously, plenty, plenty, plenty of money that he probably has for his kids. He's right. saying that he doesn't want to leave the music collection inventory to his kids, that they have enough. Well, he doesn't want to sell well. it now. Right. Well, he first of all, the $500 million dollars, once he, you know, that does happen. Mm-hmm. The, it's no longer 500 million, you know, once mm-hmm. you pay the taxes and the whole thing. So it's not the 500 million, well, but it's still a lot of money. Uh, inherit, there's no, the inherit, there's a lot of special laws with inheritance taxes and you don't have to pay taxes on a lot of that money. Well, no, FYI, you do. It depends. Well, it depends if you have the proper estate planning. I know all that. Of course. But, but yeah. I can tell you that fi- the sure 500 million will be diluted and it's not going to be 500 million. But basically... Um, what do you think about his decision? Do you think that he should donate most of his money to charity? Or if you had $500 million, what would be a fair amount to leave your family? Well, if if this is just something separate that's not liquid, that nobody lives off of, and it's just sitting there, and he has well, other money to leave his kids. We're not going to be well, that technical I'm because we don't tactic- know. Well, I'm using my mathematical Capricorn brain. So, all right, let's just say he has $500 million and he wanted to give half to charity and half to his kids. If they can't figure out how to live off $250 million, then they shouldn't have the money. I'm just well, he saying. has eight kids. So, right. Well, you, you know? do the math. I mean, if you can't figure out a life for yourself and take care of yourself with that, that well, kind of money. You right. know. Well, I feel like a lot of people, you know, while they're living, say the same thing, you know, and they, but they actually don't do that living pledge. A lot of people, a lot of these very, very, you know, wealthy um, people say, you know what, I'm not going to leave so much money to my children because they don't need it. You know, I feel like I can donate to charities and they could do so much more than the money than the kids. But the truth is that it's really that they're lying. <laughs> At the end of the day, they do leave it to their children and to their family. And because like you said, the amount of money you can give 
to the charity of your choice, because I agree it is a lot of money, but it's very circumstantial. Like how old are the children? There's a lot of parents that give money to the children while they are alive. Therefore, when they pass away, they leave them less of amount because it depends on the age of the children. It depends on the needs of the children. You know, I also find that, for example, if you have accustomed your children, you know, to this life and to this lifestyle and they really haven't done much for themselves, when you leave and you leave them nothing, you're actually Mm -hmm. hurting them. It's like it wasn't even their fault. You did this to them. So I think you need to be responsible for them if that's what you got them used to. Obviously, I don't know the age of his children. I did not look that up. I don't know what his children are doing. I don't know the type of relationship he has with with their dad because that's another thing. You know, a lot of times their children, I mean, he has eight. I can tell you that out of the eight children, there must be one or two or three that don't even talk to him or don't have a good relationship with him. Some of them are in their 40s and like much older, much older. Well, Um, I think he's 80. He's yeah. 80, yeah. yeah. So I can it's, imagine he's given a lot to his children already because I feel like a lot of parents, you know, while they're living, they want to help their children. And, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's with the business or whether it's like, you know, whatever it is, they share it with their life because yeah, they want to see their children enjoying it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of people that leave their money to charity that are extremely wealthy and don't leave anything to their kids. And I have a list here. So sit yeah. down. <laughs> okay. What about, yes, please tell me. Cause you know, I've seen so, a lot of people no, leave no. to the to like dogs and cats and, uh-huh. and to like these charities, which are beautiful or, you know, I'm not saying not to, but then they like exclude their children. You know, I have mm-hmm. two boys, so um, you don't have children. So it's like a little different, you know? So I, I mean, I don't know who you're, li- you're leaving your inheritance to, but my you know, cousins, Okay. Uh, remember me? What about your best friend? What I know, about everyone's, everyone's nipping at my heels. I, I, uh, as a child who now lives, you know, solely off my inheritance, yeah. I am very grateful every day mm-hmm. that, wow, you know, and I worked hard. Right. My so how would you have made me work hard. Parents, let's say Elsa and your dad, Don mm-hmm. wanted, to, you would have found out at the time of death that they were mm-hmm. leaving it to you know, a, an animal charity or whatever your charity. Trust me, your, Elsa your, wanted to. And you would have found that out. You know, I think it's a conversation you have to have your with your children as well and with your family because a lot of times they may be expecting something and then in reality, it's something else. Well, he had it with the press, so I'm sure they know. They probably... He, these people start telling their kids when they're small that they're not going to give them any money and you need to learn to make it on your own, which is a smart thing to do. And then maybe you surprise them in the end and you leave them some. But at mm-hmm. least they learn to stand on their own two feet and know how to do things. I mean, I, I certainly but what's always a fair amount? work. What's a fair, a fair amount, amount that you... Well, so of, of Mick Jagger's $500 million? I, no, I, I mean, I'm saying that. if you had children and you have eight children, like how much would you leave each child? Would you be... I would leave all my money to my kids. I would leave all of it to them. I would, I would, I would create, um, a trust. Yeah. Trust. You Mm -hmm. create trust. Yeah, of course. You know, you know, you leave real estate, you know, there's just, you know, you have to be careful because you can't just hand people a bunch of cash. Of course, because you know what, that's, yeah, absolutely. You know, especially, but again, mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, Bill Gates, Mm -hmm. he's not leaving any of his money to his kids. And you saw when he divorced Melinda, she gave almost all her money in her divorce to charity. Mm-hmm. I don't know a lot of women that would do that. That's a, that's big. But you know what? I mean, I don't know how old their children are, but They're I small. feel, again, that, you know, it depends on your child. 
right? It depends on your child. I mean, some of these men, you know, they die when they're 80, 90. So they Mm -hmm. have children that are in their 50s and 60s that are really already successful on their own. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. anything you give them is going to be in addition to. But as a parent, you make that choice and say, like, they don't really need it. I mean, I don't know Bill Gates' son or daughter, but, you know, if they're worth, you know, 100 or 200 million, you leaving them another hundred million is not going to make a difference in their life. Yet it would make a difference in a charity like a hospital or St. Jude or a particular family or a college or whatever it may be, you know? So, I mean, if I had that kind of money, I believe, and even though I have two boys, I would give away to a charity of my choice, which for me would always be kids and education and healthcare because that's what I'm interested in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about I? So I feel like you can't just spring it on someone like die. And there's a reading of the will, like you see in movies and they leave you nothing. You need to tell them from day one, you're not getting anything. So you got to figure it out. I'm going to send you to right. good schools. I'm going to introduce you to people. I'm going to give you opportunities. Yeah, that's opportunities the biggest I didn't you give your kid. To, mm-hmm. Exactly. To make your own way. But you can't just spring it on someone all of a sudden that, you know, you die and then there's nothing for them. That's not cool. I think personally. Right. Anyway. Well, I mean, so, in this case, it's it's a lot of money like we we're talking about. So it's very different from like it would be like our case or, you know, people that we know. I mean, mm-hmm. this is, you know, $500 million. And like you said, plus more, I'm sure that he has. And I feel like a lot of these people, as they get older, they see life differently. You know, I'm sure if you would have asked them the same question at the age of 50 or 60, the answer would have been different. What, you know, he's 80 now. So his children are older. They've had a different life. So I'm thinking like he's, you know, at this age, he's kind of like, you know what? Knowing what I know now, my children and my family doesn't need this amount of money. I may be hurting them more than helping them. So why don't I just help, you know, a charity of my choice? But luckily, he has enough money to give to everybody, to his family, number one, because it should always be your number one, your family. Uh And then number two, obviously, you know, whatever charity he would love to give to. Agreed. You know, it's a great 100%. feeling to have so much money, but with money comes responsibility. So mm-hmm. he better start making the right decisions before he goes, because then it's a big mess. I'm sure he's quite organized. So uh, Mark Zuckerberg's doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Steve Jobs' widow, who inherited everything, is doing the same thing with her money. She's not leaving it to the kids. Michael right. Bloomberg, Elton John, Simon Cowell. Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis, Daniel Craig. Like there's a huge list. Of there's people. a lot. No, yeah. I, I agree with you. This is this is like a new trend that is has been happening. Like, let's say, like the last 10 years that we've been finding out about all these self-made millionaires or billionaires that are a certain age and they've done so much for themselves and they have so much money. And they see life differently now. And they think that by leaving all this money to their children and their family, it's going to, they're going to do them more bad than good, you know? And I respect that, you know, that's a very personal decision. And like I said, every case is different. You know, we don't know who their children are. We don't know what their relationship with their children is. So all of that changes. All of that changes. I actually saw that in, in my family, for example. So what you're saying about, you don't know who the kids are. Maybe some kids are better than others. Um, I I had a, have a brother that just kind of never was around to help my father, help my parents. And subsequently, when they passed, they left them very little because they just didn't want to be part of the family or participate. And, you know, 
It was, right. It no, was, every it family is different. That's what I'm saying. You know, sometimes when I read these things about the individuals also that you talked about right now, like a Bill Gates mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, right. Big money, it, it kind of like, <laughs> yes, first of all, it's very big money. And second of all, Billions. I always yeah. think like you, like I wonder what relationship they have with their family and with mm-hmm. their kids. Because mm-hmm. to me, I think that changes everything. You know, I think the child that just happened to have those parents, but kind of like was never had a good relationship with them and maybe hasn't even talked to their mom or dad in 10, 15, 20 years. You know, why would you feel like you, you're responsible, you know, just because you're not here anymore? If you haven't mm-hmm. talked to me in the last 10, 15, 20 years, you're like, why do you want my money? So, you know, and I don't think that, you know, for that matter, that they should even consider that, you know, maybe it makes them more happy to know that they can donate to a charity of their choice that is going to have a bigger impact, you know, in, in life and in other people's lives than in their own Absolutely. children. Absolutely. So again, it's very personal, yeah. but I would love to have that problem to have $500 million. <laughs> Good problem so, to have. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's so frivolous, the whole thing. My God, it's kind of mean. I find it mean. It's mean when you have billions of dollars. It's just mean. It will be interesting to see if he will be added, you know, once it happens, you know, because he is an older person. If it does happen, what's the outcome of it? Right. Because like I said, while you're alive, you can talk a lot. You can say a lot of things. And now that's like the trend. Oh, I'm not leaving any money to my children. You know, it's you know, I'm donating. I'm giving it all away. Guess what? You're alive. Why don't you give it away now? Why do you yeah. have to well, wait they, till you die to give it away? Why are. don't you start? Why don't you start by giving it away now? Okay, Mick. So vamos a ver. Let's see. Let's oh, start yeah, giving Mick. away the five hundred million dollars. <laughs> no, because it's it's true. Like everybody's alive, and they're all saying, "Oh, when I die, why don't you start giving it away now? Start making that difference he prob- now." He probably is, bro. No, I haven't read about it. I'm gonna Google it. I'm gonna see if he's giving if he's a charitable person. Listen. If he's getting anything away, because me with that kind of money. I would they, want to start giving that money away now. I don't want to wait till me. I'm dead to give it they away. They all need write-offs. They give it away, trust me. The uh, kind of I money want them they to make. give it away from the heart, not because they need a write-off, but whatever. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura podcast network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. 
you know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts let's talk about leo que está siempre metido en tremendo lío tremendo leonardo dicaprio 
Qué jodedor es el tipo ese. Oh my God, he can't stop himself. It's like he has a problem. Wait, who, was the, who was the last girl he was with? Because now he's already with somebody else. No, he was he's with, with oh, Gigi, Gigi Hadid. But well, like, they never the really new girl. confirmed that. They never really confirmed that because they were being super cool about it. And she was like, oh, okay, we're in the same city at the same time, whatever. We're like, see each other. And if we're not, we're good. Uh-huh. By the way, I saw her in L.A. when I was in L.A. You saw her? I saw She's Gigi, pretty... yeah. We yeah. were, yeah. I actually didn't even recognize her. I recognized Kendall and um, and Hailey Bieber, but I didn't recognize her. She had like her hair super long, like me, like crimpy, like this. I was like, so we were looking was... at each other. We're like, oh my God, we have the same hair. When you saw the three of them, was it like when we were like, oh, it's like me, Marisol, Lisa, when we walked down the street. Igualita. <laughs> <laughs> we look just like them. Look. There we are. That's us yes. in LA. That's, I was like, that's going to be you girls like 20 years from now. <laughs> or 30 years. Yeah, no, no. They were super cute. Um, but anyways, so she had that very casual dating kind of thing, which is smart because she's a very busy girl. She's also a new mom. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and she knows what she's doing. I mean, she knows that she's dating like Leo, which is can't, you know, keep She his... keeps her stuff very under wraps. Mm-hmm. So very that didn't last too long, which was very expected because, you know, he doesn't have a relationship with anyone. I feel like he can't have any, he doesn't emotionally connect with any woman. No, That's why he dates no. these models no, that just no. want to be famous because you're not going to tell me that a 25-year-old is going to like him. And I don't care that he's Leo Leonardo DiCaprio because I'm sorry. How old? He's 50, right? Yeah, I think he's 50. Yes. No, he's 48. I don't, I don't, he's closer like, to 50. So he's 48. Yeah, yeah. And now the girl he's dating, her name is Vittoria Seretti. She's a Italian model. Mm -hmm. And she's 25. Mm -hmm. So there's a 25-year difference. I mean, you're going to tell me, like, Frankie's no. 26. No, no, no. Like and me, like, in my, a 25 would never go out with a 50-year-old. No way. Nothing. Okay, you have nothing in common. So the only thing that I can think about is just that they don't talk. That it's just like, you know, he wants no clever conversation because I don't think no. a 25 year old well, with all the respect he, can he have has, a, such clever conversation like Billy Joel says in his song. He like, has zero, I don't want clever conversation. It's vacuous. No depth. There's no depth there. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. And if you keep rotating them, it's because you don't want any kind of depth or spiritual connection or any kind of emotional anything if he even knows how to be emotional. I don't yeah, know. I mean, truthfully, I don't know. Como no le da pena. I'm so, I have like vergüenza ajena. It's like, I'm ashamed. Like, pena for me, ajena. I, yeah, pena <laughs> ajena. It's like, it's so sad. I think, first of all, it's creepy. You know, I think it's creepy because of the age difference and you can it's see lecherous. it. It's lecherous. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. It it is. is. It's that, and then it is. it's just like a pattern and it's just like over and over and over again for so many years. I, I just think it's really sad. I mean, and I don't know how the girls, I mean, even if I were that age, And he would hit on me. I would be like, no. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I really do think he has issues with his intimacy. Totally. And he really can 100%. connect with, with real women, you know, because at 25, I mean, you're a woman, but you're still like a young girl. And his life is, you know, I want to say so complete because of his age and his experiences and just like the way he's lived life. You can't have nothing in common with a 25 year old. Who who are his guy friends? I've n I've never seen with any guys. Mm. Well, George Clooney, Matt Damon, like that's like his circle. He hangs out with them, right? I mean, it took George Clooney a while, you know, to settle down and to actually have that emotional connection. I think he was another yeah. one. He didn't date that young, but he also had trouble it finding that woman. Time. And look how interesting it was. He married someone more age appropriate, a, a woman who's extremely accomplished and intelligent. Yeah, and but he he, had he been went married before. 
Oh, he, he had, had been married before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He well, was married for never four knew years. about that. But still, but he yeah. was that bachelor is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, he, for a long he time. also did oh, that no, no, for a long time. Well, that mm-hmm. his first marriage ended in 92. So he was a long time a bachelor. Oh, wow. That a was really 31 years ago. I know because yeah. I was the year Peter was born. That's the only reason. I'm not that good at math, mi amiga. I was going to say. Oye, esa matemática. Huh? Esa matemática only because that was the year my son was born. But he also had like kind of like that pattern. Yeah. And but then he baby met this too. woman, you know, when he met Amal, which is like something that probably nobody expected mm-hmm. because, you know, she wasn't what he was used to going out with. But yet he she was the one that that did it, you know, that did it for yeah. him. And, um, and I always I was, felt like Brad Pitt uh, inspired him to go after a girl like that because he had Angelina, who was just so, you know, into human crazy? rights. Crazy? You mean crazy? No. Human no, rights. I'm sorry. OK, human rights. But you know what? Humans, human rights start in your house. Okay. Well, him and her and all the kids and all that. I know. I know what you mean. Yes. But no, I prefer to be with Jennifer Aniston. Huh? Yeah. No, I'm just saying that I prefer (laughs) more like somebody more normal, like Jennifer Aniston. But we're all over the place today. Yeah. (laughs) No, but what I'm trying to say is that I felt like. What are you trying to say? No, because we're saying we're, we're comparing them. You're asking me who we, who are his friends, what kind of men he goes out right. with and stuff like that. Right, right. And I'm just saying that I'm hoping just for him, not for me or for anybody. I'm hoping for himself that he will get tired of dating these eventually. young girls and eventually find this woman that's out there. Leo, just try it. Just go for like a 40 year old or a 30. He's Listen, almost 50, 35, 40, but it, oh yeah, 25, 22, 23. That's way hey, too young. I was going to say the same thing, Alexia. Hopefully he'll be like George and eventually like Warren Beatty was the Leo DiCaprio of the day. He slept with almost 13,000 women. His first wife was Annette Benning. Mm-hmm. He got married in 92, but he was born in like 1934, four years mm-hmm. after my dad, who died like six years ago. He I took remember. him a long mm-hmm. time and he went out with everybody in Hollywood. But eventually, he but found you know what they say with men that can make emotional connections with women. Why? Because if you can't, maybe he can't connect with women, but maybe he could connect to guys. Maybe this is like a demise. Like look at Rock Hudson. He was always with beautiful women and, you know, and dating all that. And at the end he was, you know, bisexual. So it's like, you know, sometimes you don't oh, know. Le you know. The bisexual Leo. Tu sabe que yo tiro eso, you know, got the t-shirt. Oh, well, you do have a gaydar. Yeah. Mm. All right, so you heard it here on iPod Favor. We're calling Leo. iPod Favor. <laughs> Leo, ponte pa tu numero because. No, what I'm trying to say is that I just find it very unusual for mm-hmm. so many years and that he just can't have that emotional connection to any woman. But you know what? I mean, I'm still giving him the benefit of the doubt. But if I, not, I, I don't think you he's know, ever going to get is, married. No? I don't. I don't. What about him and J-Lo? I'm kidding. <laughs> That's going to be J-Lo's new what husband. About, what about him She's and She's going to make him fall in love with her because she can. Ella puede. Ella sí puede. Bueno, mi amiga, me encanta hablar contigo. Love to talk me to too. you. We can talk for me hours. Too. Yes, we can. I'll see you Thursday. Oh, yeah. Latin billboards. Dale para allá. Yes, we're doing premios, premios billboards. And um, here in Miami for Telemundo. We, I'm wearing a like a high waisted skirt, 
It's mm-hmm. like a gown, but like cute and like um, a bralette. Not a turtleneck? With some feathers. No, not a turtleneck. Don't tell me you're wearing a long sleeve with a turtleneck. I am. But sequins. Sequins. Okay. I like it. You know it. I love a turtleneck and long sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> when I can't wait to do the carpet with you and see you. Me I'll too. see you at the carpet. Me too, and bro. we'll be celebrating uh, the wonderful Latin artists. Including us. We're going to celebrate us because we're Latin artists. Yes. Of a sort of type of thing. Yes. Of sort. <laughs> bueno, mi gente linda. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, see you next time on Ay Por Favor. Ay Por Favor. And don't forget to listen to us on Amazon Music. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Ay Por Favor Podcast. Make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. Hasta luego. Hasta la próxima. What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz, This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts.